everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Meet the Author for We Choose Joy. This yes. is a, an anthology that was curated by Linda herself, and I wanted her to be the first interview of this series. And we have a few questions, but I first and foremost want to introduce myself. I am Rochelle Bryant. I'm located in Colorado, and I am one of the authors of We Choose Joy, and I wanted everyone to meet the author, hear their voices, see their faces on top of reading their chapter. So Linda, if you would please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you started uh, writing anthologies to begin with. Oh, that's a great story. Yes, I'm Linda Laird Staszewski, and I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I was an industrial engineer, and I was retired at age 59. And I was devastated and lost. I thought, what am I going to do? I thought, well, I went to school nine and a half years after working all day uh, to get up through my master's degree. I thought, I just got to get out there and get another job. So out I went, back I came, totally devastated and depressed. Nobody wanted me that age. They didn't want me. And it was very, very hard to take because I felt I lost my purpose. And so I'm a big prayer person, as you'll hear me say over and over again, but I am. And I prayed for direction. And I I, I worked jobs for maybe five years, uh, but nothing that was it. So I thought, well, I'm going to reinvent myself. So I started three businesses in three years. And then I started a Facebook page called Unwavering Women Over 60, Live Your Best Life. And that was like planting the seeds for our first book. Uh, so I went on and I heard about an anthology. It's where, in case you don't know, because I didn't know, it's where a group of people all write one chapter based on a specific theme. And it all just comes together and blends together as this amazing book. And so I wanted in. I wanted in really bad. So I'm looking and I cannot find one. And again, prayer person, I said, oh, Lord, help me find the right anthology for me to be in that's when I felt the tap on my shoulder and a voice said why not you I was so scared and so startled and so shocked I said oh, Lord I can't do this I know nothing I know nothing about this I mean I was really feeling fear and I, I said I can't do it I wouldn't even know where to begin and I'm thinking he gave me this this is an opportunity this is a gift and I need to be obedient. So I said, okay, I trust in you. And I dug in, I put it out there. Sure enough, 20 women wanted to be in my anthology. Thank you, Lord. So that was the beginning of it all. That's how we got into the anthologies. I love that story. I love I that. Too. So faithful with listening um, to the little tap on your shoulder, but we all know that that was God. And um, I just love this story. So I wanted it to be like first and foremost in your story and sharing with us. So you have been the curator of two anthologies and you mentioned the first one with 20 people, including yourself. Uh, so what made you decide to write? Let's just focus on one. Let's focus on the first one, 20 Lives Ignited. Um Tell us a little bit about this book and like the voice that you had and like the 
voices of everyone. What was the theme kind of of this book? Oh, that's this is I love to share this because it's so heartfelt. I'm 73. I've only just begun. And I want to inspire women to know. I was watching Phil Donna, you know, Dr. Phil it was. And these women over 60 were on and they were a group of them and they were all and, and, go, and going through trauma because they were empty nesters. They were retired. They had no purpose. They lost their purpose. And I'm I'm here sitting in my chair yelling, no, life begins at 60. And so that really inspired me. I thought, we've got to lift these women and let them know, no, you've just begun. You're never too old and it's never too late to become who you want to be. So that is my total inspiration for that book. And, uh, you know, I got... 20 women that were over 60 some begged to be in they were very very close and I said I'm sorry I cannot because the integrity of the book I'm specifying over 60 and I have to I have to stick to that so we did it it was hard it was very very hard you know you have so many personalities so many leadership components um, and trying to get 20 very busy women to make the timelines and that's in both books that was across the board that was difficult so, and then the book that we're both in together that I got to be in with you. Yes. Joy, tell us a little bit about, you know, going from 20 lives ignited, you know, and then going to, we choose joy. Where was the thought process in your, um, where was your mind with all of this? Like going from, you can do it to another, you can do it, but a totally different thing. Totally different. And I prayed about this too, because I didn't know what direction I was going to go in, whether it be love or then joy came up and I thought joy. And we were, I had read and talked to the authors. I get 22 for the second book. Uh, I talked to them and the, this seemed to be more of severe traumas than the first. I mean, really child abuse, uh, a stepfather abusing her children uh, when you were a child, um, domestic abuse, and it just went on and on in all different aspects. And so we thought we've got to bring women back to joy, all people back to joy, because it is a, it's a choice. And you go through this, but you do not have to let it define you. You are you. You walk through that fire. You came out the other side, and you can choose joy not once it's got to be each day you choose to be in a joyous state and therefore that brings you to living your best life and that's my goal for women i want them to live their best lives to be happy to be joy exactly and it was such a beautiful process i mean it definitely had ups and downs like anything in life that's worth doing but uh can you tell us a little bit about what you shared in your in the We Choose Joy book, like what, what was the process of coming up with your own story specifically? That was tough. That was the toughest part of my life. Uh, I'm married to my husband. We're going to be married 49 years in August. Love and that. we're still best friends. We're still in love. He's the love of my life. He's my everything. He's my hero. He's my cheerleader. And so I thank God for him every second of every day. So we got married, uh, I was 25, he was 23 in 1975, and we moved to Reading for two years, and from there we moved to Pittsburgh, because we want to be closer to our family. 
uh, because my dad had been very ill at the time. So we were having our good life. We both, my husband went back, he had his bachelor's, he went back to school. I started going back to school. So we both were uh, going towards our goals and living a nice life. And I always wanted children. I never thought in my whole life I would have a life without children. Uh, my sister had seven and we had none, but Tom wasn't ready for some reasons and they were good valid reasons. So I, I went along with it. And then at age 38, sure enough, we were gonna have a child. We were so excited, so happy, got the room ready, got a different house and things were going beautifully. And then I suffered a miscarriage, which brought me to my knees. I almost had a breakdown over it because we had waited so long. And to to have that taken away, it was just almost more than I could take. So things went along and I, ha I was developing bitterness towards Tom, which wasn't fair on my part. But I was thinking, well, if we wouldn't have waited so long, maybe maybe that would not have happened. And you can't you can't second guess things. Things happen for reasons. So we went, we just kept going along, but we're growing distant. These two perfect, we're the perfect couple, perfect. And we were growing apart. And it was really difficult. We separated. And that was a really awful, horrible. Because we, you know, I just, I, I lost my life. I lost my, my everything, my partner in life. And then he found somebody else. And that truly almost destroyed me. But I kept positive. I kept on going. I kept on praying. And God wouldn't let it happen. He wouldn't let it. He would not let it us part. So we were apart several months. And uh, we got back together. We decided, okay, we we're going to try because I, I hated him for hurting me, but I loved him. If that makes any sense. I think most people understand that. So we found this thing called Retrovi, R-E-T-R-O-V-A-I-L-L-E. -E. And what it is, it's a survival for marriages to bring them back to where they were. It's not going to a therapist. It's you two working on it. You go to this and someone's up there talking and telling you all about various aspects of marriage. And you two separate into a room and you write each other letters from your heart and soul all by yourselves. Then you reconvene in a room and you switch the letters and take turn reading them. And it, it really is powerful. And it brings you to an emotional state that you're both on even keel. You both understand each other more. You both understand the emotional feelings of, of each of us. And it was just so powerful. What well, brought us back together and our marriage is stronger than ever. Uh, the trust is stronger than ever. And I just, that's been many, many, many years too. I don't, I think that was around our 15th anniversary and now we're in our 49th. So uh, it just, and I, I recommend it to eight different couples to go to this and they went. And even to this day, it saved all of their marriages. I'm not saying it's going to be a hundred percent. I'm going to say it is way, way up there though. So that, that's my story. And it was, it was very painful to tell that because it's so personal, but I thought, I know there's a lot of other people out there suffering like this, maybe losing their marriages and maybe they can be saved. And who am I not to share that? So, and I talked to Tom first, we talked and, you know, at length about it. So I want to make sure he was comfortable 
he, he's we're both giving loving people and if we can help somebody we're, we're going to do it I love that. And that's truly the power of telling your story is that, you know, removing that shame aspect or that discomfort aspect, uh, because our stories are for a reason, you know, we come through things for a reason. And if we don't do something about it, like sharing our story, whether it's like one-on-one with someone or through something as vulnerable as writing a chapter in a book, you know, it's really, I feel it's God's purpose for, you know, bringing us through the storms of life and all the things. So I think that that's just such a beautiful testimony to your faith and uh, to your marriage. And you can definitely tell the two of you are, you know, definitely in love and have respect and everything. It was so neat to meet you both (laughs) and uh, just see how proud he was of you. Uh, when we had our book release, that was such a beautiful thing. I myself have been married for 20 years and we've been through hell and back as well. And just having that, you know, God has a purpose for why he brings you through and is there for you always and all of that. So I think it's just a beautiful testimony of what marriage really is about. You know, it's not always going to be perfect. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be what you expect it to be. You know, we all walk into marriage with expectations and they're not always met. So thank you so much for sharing that very special part of you, not only through the book in your chapter, but also here um, so that listeners can hear your story. So tell us, uh, you already told us pretty much about writing your story, but what would you tell someone who is also having that thought in the back of their head of, I want to write a book, whether it's as in, as an individual or as a curator of an anthology, uh, what, what would you tell them? Like if you could tell yourself two, three years ago when you started this, what would you want to have heard? I would have wanted to know how very grueling it is to be a curator because I really did not understand just how tough that was going to be, but I'm tough too. And, uh, you know, we, we, as a team made it through it. The first one, of course, being a brand new one was more difficult than ever. Second one was much smoother. Our only major problem there was people making the deadlines. Yeah. And that, that you're pulling teeth, you're prodding, you're begging, you're, after these people to please make the deadlines the majority do but say maybe five out of 20 uh are little and it's for good reasons i understand that i do i'm an empath i understand you have other things in your life that are huge that you're going through but you committed to this and you really if you're going to do a book you have to when you commit you've got to follow through no matter what you've got to follow through and you've got to really take your time space it out on your calendar put those deadlines and highlight them and even for if you're doing your own book whether you do it with a publisher whether you self-publish whether you find a, a an anthology curator whatever you have to do you have to do that start out with an outline mm-hmm. of what you you want the message to be to these people what you want to convey what your mission is so our mission is to help women uh, through ageism through trauma to let them know that there's hope out there, never give up, keep on going, and always choose joy. So just, you, you don't have to stick with their, 
like right three three days you don't keep writing you get tired no you take a break a day you write an hour a day you write when you can but even take time on a weekend schedule time to write and you'll see it and i i tell people i just scrawled all of the sheet i just put my ideas everywhere and then all of a sudden when i start writing from my outline i'm pulling in all these nuggets and all of a sudden it start it starts gelling and then you're moving things up here and you're oh new ideas are moving here and you just keep flowing and flowing with it so it is it is time consuming it is a commitment on both sides uh, i love curating because i was close with the women mm. uh, we grew together yes we did the second one again it was much easier and the second one was more emotional for all of us because we lost one of our sister authors that was in both book one as well as in book two and we were very close close with her and we'll never ever get over that this girl was pure positivity and giving and she was um, she lost her life due to domestic violence so it was we, we really hone in on that too uh I'm doing a lot, a lot of talks now and podcasts and various things to let people know because this is a this is prevalent. This is a epidemic almost, I'd say, and we have to help one in one another, be supportive, love one another, surround yourself with positive women, all people, join organizations, clubs where you can be with these kind of people because they lift you, they lift you up. And I think what is so important is that because you were faithful and you listened, you gave her the ability to have her voice heard, even, you know, like you helped her create her legacy. And I know that that was so important to her. And uh, there's nothing that I could think of better than her legacy also being in a book that has the yes. word joy in it because she was pure joy. And so that's really the importance of telling your story and saying yes and figuring it out later. I know for me, I said yes, and I figured it out later uh, with the process of writing the book with you. And, you know, I went in thinking I was going to have one story, and then I came out with a different story and really, you know, um, I think something that I would love to just quickly chat about is how the strongholds that certain parts of our stories had on us once we told them and it was out there that those strongholds were no longer like they no longer exist and how healing like the power of the healing of telling our stories and that really like nothing holds us back like it's almost like a putting on a superhero cape and we just feel invincible now, you know, like you can talk about your story over and over and over again. And the power or the stronghold that it had on you now shifts that energy and you get to use that energy to empower others. And so it's just such a beautiful dynamic of uh, the power of choice that we have. And I love that our title also has the word choose because we need to understand that we're in control and there's so many distractions in the world that make us feel like we're not in control. And once we know that and have that inner peace, it's, it's you can't take it away from us. Right. That's it. So, <laughs> all right. So 
You have mentioned a few times what you hope these books do for other people in terms of just, you know, hearing the story, possibly relating. I do want to say that it's, I find it super interesting that this book was everyone over the age of 60, but this book had six generations or six, yes, it does. not generations, sorry, six decades of women. Six decades. Yes. From 20 year olds to 70 year olds. And I just, that when I realized that, it just shows you that you're never too young and you're never too old and you're never somewhere in between. Like it's just, you know, and I was smack dab in the middle as a 45 year old. So that was like, you know, <laughs> it was just so neat to watch people younger than me and then mentors that are older than me just step up into their power. So that was just a beautiful thing. Is there anything else you would like to share about our book? Kind of like, uh, I think our audience is pretty much anyone. Um, yes, it is. I mean, I even think teenagers would be, would benefit from this because it's kind of like we learn from other people's stories and it's a guidepost of some sort, you know, to some extent of, you know, if you went through this or you're going through this or what to avoid in the future, or I just feel kind of like it's a, a book for all ages, starting at teen, obviously not like younger kids. And just really knowing that the power of in particular women's voices have and I think that that's just so important. So what else would you like to share about our We Choose Joy book? I would like to share a few things. Uh, first of all, joy, I said it before, but I say it one more time because it's so crucial. You choose it each and every day. You don't just say one time, I'm choosing joy. It's each and every day you wake up. And I don't care if you have a bad day, you look up and see the sky, you see a bird, you see the water at the lake, you see all the beauty in the world. Focus on the positives in your life. And just like you had mentioned with our Tarifa, Tarifa, the one thing that gives me solace is that she's living on. She's living on in both books because she left two legacies and her story will continue to get out there and help people. And that's all she ever wanted to do. And if I can do a shameless plug, I'm using the books, both books. I am marketing them. I took a year off of book writing to master market these. And I am actually taking a year long commitment class from Paramount Pursuits and on marketing uh, to get us out there more and more because our messages are so strong, so different from the norm, and they really can change lives and I, it's within my every being that I want to see that happen. I want women to know. And I even had a man, two men come up to me and they said, I read your book and I was a little taken back. It's really, he said, I'm really glad I did. I saw a whole new perspective of women that I didn't know before. He said, so you gave me a new understanding. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And so my new, I just LLC'd my new business and it's called Influence dash capital h-e-r small s influencers and i'm going to utilize these books to do like we're doing with this many podcasts and we're going to do a conference we're working on one together for women with health wellness and mental health also uh 
to help people because again, mental health also is another prevalent thing that's happening in the world today. I don't think anyone in the world goes untouched from some of it. Uh, right. So we're we're going to really be honing in to help. I'd like to do a retreat in 2025, um, and we're going to be doing Zoom meetings and just different things to keep women in the loop, to keep in the positive, so that we can share and be there and support one another and grow. I love that. There is just um, so much love in community, yeah. and uh, we all need community. And I think that that's something that we lost sight of uh, over the years. And I think that we are turning the tables and uh, showing that there is so much importance in community and sharing stories. And that's really what our whole, you know, the basic building blocks of tribes and everything from the beginning of time, it was just sharing stories and that, you know, such a beautiful offering that we can give. So Thank you so much, Linda. It was such a pleasure to have you. And thank you so much for sharing your heart with all of our listeners and all of the people that are going to be reading the books. And I will be sharing a combo package offering for both books. And we also have a special offering for just We Choose Joy. You will see that in all of the comments and everything like that. And I will definitely be adding Linda's new LLC to that as well. So thank you all for listening and have a joyful. Oh, Linda wants to say one more thing. Yes. I forgot another shameless plug because I'm so yeah. honored and stunned that I was named one of the 15 women making history in Erie. Now oh, be March 25th. So I'm, amazing. I'm so honored and. Well, I'm just so grateful. So thank you to all. Thank Aww. you to God. But just never give up. I'm 73. I just started. Don't I ever give up. That. And Rochelle, I love you so much. And thank you for having me as your guest. She and I are soul sisters right here yes. in the heart. And I love her. And I thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I love you to pieces. And thank you for stepping out into faith and doing what God chose you to do. God chose you. So thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone.